0: Welcome to an emergency podcast or stock in development. The podcast where two media strategy nerds, the sect, was developing in the world of entertainment. I'm your co host, Satan, and I'm joined by Carl. Carl, let's go back 103 episodes when we were starting stock in development. Didn't you imagine exactly this type of episode for exactly this type of
1: reason? Yes, I did. Uh, we had. This happened with, I think, Warner Discovery we did in an emergency yeah. episode, right? But sometimes you just have to, you know? And especially right now, we're hearing about all these these tech layoffs and lots of people are losing their jobs. And we, there was a pretty impactful uh, firing that happened last night.
0: <laughs> to say the least, because, uh, so yeah, Bob Chapek, the CEO of Disney, is out. And probably even more surprisingly, Bob Iger is back in. I'm wearing my Disneyland shirt, which wasn't connected to that. But, wow.
1: How did you find out? Well, most surprising to me is he's... Chapek is out, and all of the news coverage does not... Like, there's no euphemisms. Usually it's like, Bob decided to take on another role or do something else or whatever. This was purely, he sucked at his job. People didn't like him in the company. We were firing him, and we asked Bob Iger to come back. That is... So merciless. I cannot believe that that's the public narrative. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, I found out. Um, to, weirdly enough, we're going to be dropping this episode probably before the episode re-recorded last week. So timing's a little weird, whatever. Um, but I was at a wedding this weekend, so it was just kind of chaos, craziness. So editing is still in progress. So that said, you texted me. Uh, my friend Blake also texted me Sunday night. And I just did not see it because I was laser focused on this wedding. I was doing the sound and music for the wedding, too. So I was like, oh, wow, complete like communication blackout. I need to turn off all of my notifications, like the whole nine yards here. So I wake up this morning um, and kind of have a gnawing hangover that I'm trying to to nurse. And I look at my phone and it's Bob Chapek has been fired. Bob Iger is returning to Disney. My my brain kind of broke when I saw the Bob Iger thing. Like that is the real brain breaking thing. Of wait, Iger's back? What? I mean, he never yeah. really left, but he's back. Kind of. Yeah.
0: For, to point also out the point that what you were saying about the times where we live in in tech, um, I found out. In TikTok. And somebody was, you know, they, they do like this green screen where they put something behind them and they were referencing right. a tweet. And my first reaction was Twitter is broken right now. Like anyone can get a check mark. Like this person probably got it wrong because for all intents and purposes, Chapek just got renewed there. His contract got extended by two years in July, in June. Yeah. And I went to Twitter and uh, it was true. And not only was it true, the Disney website had already been uh, updated to show Bob Iger as the CEO. Uh, he had already sent an email to cast members. And I, I wanted to give you my, my first reaction that I got yesterday, and I'm curious to hear kind of what went first through your mind, and then we can talk a little bit more about what has happened through the day. But yeah. my first reaction was, this was probably in the making for a little bit. This probably involved uh, Bob Iger probably coming to the, board and saying like, this is my plan and this is what I want to do. This is why I think Chaper can do it and I can do it. And then the board going with him. And this also probably in my mind was, this probably was connected to a potential MA because that's what he's very good at doing. And he yeah. pro- he's probably coming with a, hey, there is an Apple dealer on the table. There is a Netflix deal on the table. There is a Warner Discovery deal on the table that I've already talked. And I'm the person to guide us through this. And... I I will get to the future, but oh boy, was I basically wrong on all counts. But what was your first reaction? Like, the first thing that went through your head?
1: My first reaction was surprise, but well, okay. My first reaction was surprised that it wasn't someone else. But the, the second I gave it more than, like, five seconds of thought, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Because You and I have talked a lot about how many Disney executives have left the company uh, after JPEG took over. A lot of them just because they thought they were going to get the top gig, and they didn't. And Disney CEOs tend to stick around for a decade or two. Like, it's Mm a long-haul job in most people's minds. So a lot of people went to greener pastures. You're uh, Kevin Myers. You're uh, Tom Staggs. So they're all gone. Like, there's nobody that, in that pole position that's probably also not a Chapek loyalist to come in and take this. Yeah. Yeah, because, so,
0: let, let's let's break it down a little bit more. So, apparently, yesterday was also announced that Igor is signing for two years, and he's specifically tasked, this is from, from the board kind of announcement, he's specifically tasked with taking Disney through kind of these unparalleled market circumstances and to find a successor and that is spelled out directly on the, on the call. And throughout this day, there's been a couple of things that have been uh, interesting coming out that we break down. But first things that were super interesting that came out today, Iger was approached Friday by the board. So two days before he said, yes, It was 12 hours between when he was approached by the board and when he said yes. So this was initiated by Disney, not by Bob Iger. So first count where it was wrong. Second thing that just came out a couple of hours ago. Apparently there was this Disney executive revolt against him. Specifically... Christine McCarthy's name came out. She's the CFO. It's She's the a CFO. senior yeah. senior executive vice president. Basically, as senior as you can be. She was also the CFO under Iger. But they mentioned a couple of other names. And most importantly, literally 15 minutes ago, Kareem Daniel is out. Which you you kind of... You didn't mention him by name, but when people think about loyalists, he is yeah. by far kind of JPEG's right-hand man. He was the the vice president of disney media and entertainment distribution were one of the biggest things that Chapek did was he basically broke the company in two he had everything that was physical theme parks products books all of these under on one side and then on the other side he put everything under him so he was the person that had pnl responsibility for all content and he had the ability to say where each content is distributed and in in the in the note that Tiger sent today about Karim Daniel being out, he said, quote, without question, elements of Disney media and entertainment will remain. But I fundamentally believe that storytelling is what fuels this company, and it belongs at the center of we, of how we organize our build our business. End quote. So again, not really saying Chapek was wrong,
1: but we see things differently. I think it's also telling that JPEG's background was... He was an ops. Mm-hmm. He was an ops guy. He started in home media. He ran parks for a long time. And I think it's telling that he was steering the ship. And he was directly making a lot of very unpopular decisions around parks. But he's probably was probably the most competent person to be leading the parks division. So to me, that this says... Like wow, they were really unhappy. Like the board is very unhappy with the, the changes and kind of the backlash to some of these policies and just I think the overwhelming confusingness of it. Like yeah, it is. Like talking to you about planning your trip to Disney a few months ago, the, it sounds like an utter nightmare. It, you need a <laughs> you need an associate's degree in Disneyland in order to to book a vacation. It's crazy. So it, it, I think that's a big signal to send of. Um, we have made these parks into something that we don't want them to be. Let's see how we change this. And maybe the next time they have a D23 panel, it won't be a bunch of hype reels about, like, restaurant changes. <laughs> It'll actually be something impactful.
0: Yeah. This has been something interesting where, I'll see, you, you've you mentioned the other day of how I'm, be- I'm getting better at pushing back. But, like, this is one where Disney Twitter is super happy. For them, right. JPEG was the devil and he did absolutely everything. Yeah. And he decided we were restroom to close, which was just insane. I think, like you mentioned, there are things that have been happening in parks that people associated with him that I'm sure he was aware and he might have greenlit. But just like he ran the parks before, now it's Josh Tomorrow, and the box stops with him. But like, I don't know if I fully agree that all of the changes that
1: have happened at parks are not things that Iger would have done. I, yeah. You I know, s- I, I, You see the kernels of those decisions in decisions and programs that Iger funded and made. Yeah. And I think for me, the the biggest thing that
0: has been interesting today, and a lot of people have talked about this, but it hasn't been as mainstream as I thought, which is JPEG has been executing on the strategy that Bob Iger set. Yeah. You know, like he's been there for two years. Of course, he's done changes and he's done it his, but a lot of what's been happening has been because Iger kind of said this is how things should be. You know, Disney Plus was his thing. A lot of what where the, where the parks were going was his thing. You know, Paris and Shanghai and Hong Kong already had paid fast passes. Uh, you know, areas about how do we manage the demand, prices going up. This was already happening under him. He wasn't a creative over profits type of person. He was a creative first and this was just a, a, a think that for me is so interesting to... I think when people talk, you know, they talk about strategy and then they talk about execution. Mm-hmm. And I think this was one where the strategy was good. Maybe execution hadn't been perfect. But even more specifically, for me, the thing that always struck um, struck me about JPEG was it was the form, mm-hmm. like his communication style and the way he decided to... The, the problems where he decided to pay extra attention always struck me as... On Disney or on Iger, where even, even to my point, saying Eitan, even if he was executing on the on the execution from Iger, the way he was executing on it was just so strange. From the way he talked about layoffs, like, this time, like, a week after the earnings call, from the way that he managed some of the Florida things about Don't Say Gay, to even the way that, you know, with talent, we've talked about, the way he managed the relationship with Scarlett Johansson, the way Mm -hmm. he organized the studios, whatever it is, where this seems to be like Iger being back, is also almost a way of the board saying the overall direction is right. And we still have problems and not all the problems were created in the last two years. However, we don't love the way that it's executing. And more specifically to your point about there not being anyone at Disney, the board made the point of saying, Iger is the only person that can guide us through here. Both because of the knowledge that he has, but also because we don't see anyone else. And we want to make it a point for him to say, this was also... I read this as the board telling him, you fucked up with your successor the first time. You chose JPEG.
1: Yeah. And now we need you to do it right. I think that's, I think that's a salient take on the whole thing. It's... I've been very resistant to criticize, or not res- hesitant to criticize Chapek as CEO. Like, like you said, Disney Parks Twitter hates the man, thinks he's yeah, Satan, truly, but and loves it, Josh Tomorrow. <laughs> but it's that's a silly take, right? Like, it's not rooted in fact. It's purely based off of things that have happened in his under his tenure. Also, I've been really hesitant because he has had a horrific economic climate to get through right like you cannot judge a man on his performance in june of 2020 on how he's running a theme parks business you know like you you can't do that you can't really i think fault people for experimenting and trying new revenue formats and streams and he's made decent decisions like the fact that they've taken away the um what was that Mulan thing that we talked about so much oh, uh, on? Pr- pr- was it Premier Access or Premier Access? Yeah, yeah. There was another yeah. word with P that
0: sometimes we confused. But
1: I knew it sounded like a like airport lounge or something. Yeah, Premier <laughs> Access. <laughs> oh, or Priority but, Access. One of those. Yeah, yeah. So they 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 took that away. Like they and they've started releasing things in theaters again. They're they're trying to figure out the best ways to do this. So I think your assessment of he just wasn't a good leader. Is probably better than he's not good at developing strategies. No. I think so. And and it's also one of those things where
0: I think Iger, his persona, he's very much he's so liked, both by like Disney yeah. people and Disney Twitter, I think people in general, he apparently people wanted him to run for president, that he built this persona that is incredibly liked. I think if you read both his book, his last book, but also Disney War. Like, he's also someone that is very much into the details of things. He wants to know everything that's happening, and he wants to be involved, and he wants to give direction. So he's not, uh, oh yeah, creative first. However, he does seem to be one of these people that... There is this concept that I just learned about a couple of weeks ago that is called a servant leader which is like he's going to be in the details, but he wants to manage down as well. He wants to spend time with the teams. He wants to empower teams to do what they are. And he wants to be there to help. And he's going to be there even if people don't want it. But he's very much a person that cares more about elevating the people that should be elevated into this. And very specifically on something that was interesting of seeing his email about Karim Daniel is that he names four people by name of being tasked of like helping him figure it out. He mentions Alan Bergman, who is the head of Disney Studios and Content. He mentions Christine McCarthy, who is the CFO that we mentioned. He mentions James Pitaro, who is the head and chairman of ESPN and Sports Content. And she mentions Dana Walden, who is the chairman of Disney General Entertainment and Content. And, you know, like his first thing also, coming in, first day, not even 24 hours on the job. I'm choosing these four people. I'm going to elevate them. I want them to help me. Versus even JPEG, where it truly seemed like he had Karim Daniel. And nobody else. And I think this ability is something that people grew up to really like. And when today yeah. it came out that it was like this, almost this cater crade of executives. I don't know what's the name of those things, but like whatever. This group of ex- senior executives. Cabal. Okay, perfect. Cabal. That went to the board and said, hey, we we really need a change. It's it's something that I think speaks um, speaks a lot about this.
1: I think the next thing that they should let Tony Gilroy make after Andor (laughs) is a essentially a succession ripoff where it starts with this meeting. And then we have to watch all of these executives end fight and stab each other in the back to try and become CEO. (laughs) Truly, truly. That would be so fun. Yeah. People were tweeting about the Disney war and just being like, oh, wow. The sequel is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see that. And I I didn't realize, I thought Iger was still around in capacity of, of the board, but he fully re- stepped down as executive chairman at the end of 2021. So this has been yeah. 11 months without training wheels for JPEC. So, yeah. time. Before jumping in, I want to get your thoughts on,
0: like, for the last five minutes, about what are the biggest things he should spend his time on. The other thing I wanted to say was... I think in the last couple of weeks, especially when we've thought about, like, tech and layoffs and stuff, we focused almost on, like, bad governance or FTX, you know, these types of things, and the boards mm-hmm. playing this role that is, like, nobody really gets. I don't know if this is necessarily a clear exi- example of, like, good governance, because at the end of the day, I think a lot of the members from the board were probably assigned by mm-hmm. Iger, having worked with Iger more. Still very unclear if Iger truly had nothing to do with the board going to him. Right. But let's take it at face value. This almost lands as good governance and being like the board is going to take action and the board has the details of the business and in a sweep, in sweeping change. Like yesterday, it was one of the first things that Disney Plus was doing live. There was a live Elton John concert and apparently JPEG had was going to introduce him and he learned about this on his way. Like from a Disney company, this nothing leaked. It was fast. It happened... Swiftly, and again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but like, this is a board, at least on paper, doing what it should be doing. And it's refreshing for a change.
1: Yeah, I mean, they... The board exists to serve the shareholders, mm-hmm. and these the after the last earnings, I, I think they did exactly the right thing. It's just weird to... It's weird to see, like, the separation of church and state between board and company, company leadership sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no,
0: for sure. Um, but wow. Okay, let's talk about the future. Yeah. Uh, today, 12 hours ago, Bob Iger drives into his old new office in the Disney Studios in Burbank. What is on his mind? What are the biggest things he writes on his notepad to to do over the next couple of months?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the first thing is to honor his mandate and start figuring out a successor. And I think the way to start figuring out a successor is to figure out who the best people he can put in positions of, I don't know, that require tenacity and grit, who those best people would be so he can install these people in whatever capacity he needs to write to the ship right um, I didn't deep dive on the earnings so I can't speak to necessarily how any one department is doing so I, I'd say I don't I don't see the value in an A right now I, I, I think Disney doesn't have the content problem that pretty much everyone else has and they don't need the fire hose of content that everyone else does. So I think what I would instead do is making sure, like cleaning house top to bottom, making sure that we're auditing all of our spending, making sure that we understand what is driving poor performance in all of these businesses, and then doing what he did best, which is empower the people leading those businesses to fix the problem and experiment and change. Uh, Parks... I, I think there's... I mean, we can whine about parks, but like you said, this was his strategy. Like, maybe there's some mea culpa he can do to get the cast members and uh, park employees back to, yeah. back to liking, working for Disney parks. But I don't know. I can't think of a single thing that I would actually tell him to focus on because I think it's just top to bottom. COVID radically changed their business and it's kind of creeping back to the business it was before and even the same exact business models it was pre-covid except they have one more streaming service that that's important to them i i think we just go back to basics and pretend like covid didn't happen and start focusing on how you run how he sh- would have run that business if he was still ceo in march 2020 and covid didn't happen you know that's what yeah. i would do, do yeah that day.
0: makes sense Yeah, I think on that one specifically, I think something, and goes back to, I think, the way he is, and especially from seeing on Twitter and on Reddit, like, the reactions from the cast members. Like, it's even interesting. There has been now four or five Imagineers that have come out to say that JPEG didn't go to WDI once. And it's not that Iger is going to be there every week, right? But heading there and being like, what are you working on? Or what excites you? Or, like, those types of things that mean a lot. You know, I don't think All I would do is...
1: Hang out at Imagineering. Yeah, also. I would just, I would have weekly, day long meetings just having them show me new toys. (laughs) Sorry. You know, he's not going to be, I don't think
0: Imagineering is ever going to be the way that he's going to be. Like, okay, you have $10 billion over the next five years. Do it with control and come to me. But like, here is something to play with. Like, here is the rules of the game. Start thinking and come to me, and then I'll still approve things. But, like, you know, what is the next $1 billion thing you're going to do? That, to your point, in D23, nothing absolutely happened. And I don't know if it's going to get that way, but, like, giving a sense of direction of, like, let's get back to creativity. Prototypes are very cheap to kill. You having ideas doesn't mean we're going to build them. But, like, this is, I think, what we can play to and some form of directions of where things are going to go. I think can go a long way. And especially coming from the top of saying, like, we believe in this and this is important. And I think that applies to everything, you know, going to the studios, the Marvels, the Star Wars, the Pixar's, the animations and and, and sp- be willing to spend that time and learning about where things are. I think is going to go a long way. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's the CEO and he's going to care about numbers and he's going to be looking at spreadsheets all day. But having that face time and, and being that servant leader for his people, I think it's super important. Like you mentioned. The streaming world, I think he has a huge decision to make about Hulu Mm -hmm. that I've hoped he's been thinking about in 11 months. I've shared 11 months since he left. I've shared how I wonder if there is a legal way that he can get out of it without Comcast Comcast buying it. Because I don't know if it makes sense for them. And I think ESPN, like everyone has been mentioning, it's it's, it's not a sore thumb. It still makes a lot of sense. It's still an incredible cash cow that it can just Mm -hmm. be managed differently. But making that decision about do we continue investing how much do we invest do we start a path towards divesting i think it's also going to be very very important and Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day i do wonder if one of the first things we see in the next couple of weeks to your point about empowering people is he starts giving pnl power back the thing that chapek took out that he gave to karim especially on creative and saying hey jennifer lee at disney you are responsible for the PL of Disney animation. Hey Pete Doctor, you're responsible. Kathleen Kennedy, Star Wars PL, it's you. They're gonna have yeah. to come up with a way of like actually measuring return on streaming, which is not as simple as Box Office. I would not be surprised if, to your point about Premier Access, even though this had already started, if they make it a point and they go out and say all movies are going to theaters before going to Disney yeah. Plus. This example. This week with Hocus Pocus two and Disenchanted, not being mm-hmm. in theaters, seems.
1: I I almost didn't realize leaving at like least seems... two hundred million dollars on the table probably or at least a hundred million dollars on the table. Yeah, um,
0: and I think going going out and say it, I think it's something that the risk of money and impacts on having these plus is very low, and the impact that it can have with creatives and with artists, and with directors, and with the theater community is so important. That seems like, again, even if in the spreadsheet, you know, it's not exactly green, it's black, it's not red. Seems huge,
1: and I think this is where he seems to excel, so something like that. Yeah, well, we will have a probably longer series of conversations around this topic in the future, but... Glad we were able to actually fit them in an episode during Thanksgiving week. This is awesome. Yeah. But Biker is back. And you know what? Uh, Bob Chapek is going to leave with a severance package equal to eight years of base pay, $20 million. So I think he's going to be okay.
0: That sounds like he's going to be okay.
1: It's a, it's a shame he has a non disparliament agreement because I really wanted
0: to see the the Hollywood reporter in depth of what he says. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll hear.
1: We'll hear some things. Well, James B. Stewart... Break open your typewriter and get to work, please. Oh yeah. In the meantime, thank you everyone for
0: listening to this emergency podcast and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Bye.